And that music can mean only one thing. It's been a year, and it's National Podcasting Day, so we're doing episode 115! Yay! <laughs> From a podcast that used to come out sometimes twice a week, mm-hmm. it's now down to once a year. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty much, it's a movable feast, really. It's a lot like, uh, it's like Passover. Well, no, it's not a movable feast. So it's always December the 1st, so it's, uh, it's, it's like an actual holiday. It's, yeah, it's our July 1st of... It's Canada's National Podcasting Day. So we thought we'd do another one just like we did last year on this day. So uh, welcome back to podcasting, Isabel. <laughs> I am all a flutter. Yeah. For I'm those of you... so excited. Yeah, she's so excited that she's just sitting there crocheting a, a, a giant <laughs> rectangle. I'm making a blanket. Well, that's what a, recta- a, gi- a blanket is, is a giant rectangle of wool, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the past year... It's not wool, it's cotton. Oh, I'm sorry, it's cotton. Is it Fentax? Nope. <laughs> okay, so it's cotton, is it? Yeah. So, But isn't it cotton wool? Like, I mean, or just cotton string kind of, right? It's cotton. It's like string. Yeah. It's string. Well, it's, it's basically touch. string, isn't it? Touch it. It's really, really soft. Touch my monkey. And Touch my blanket. Like, you can't call this... Well, right, na- no, no, but this, string. no, there it is. But this stuff here, this is basically string. Well, it's kind like of the like wool, cotton wool. Which is, well, it's cotton wool. Mm. Except cotton wool in the UK, that means cotton balls. Did you know that? Oh. But that's what it's like. It's like yarn, cotton yarn. Cotton yarn. Yarn. There you go. Yarn cotton. So, yeah, you can see why we really got rid of the show. We really have nothing to talk I, about. I would sing my song, I was born in land of cotton. Yeah, I remember that. It was like July 1st, 1988, the day we met, if you were going around. You were seeing that. And, I'm fascinated by your love, boy. I still don't know what... I was learning how to say, how to to do ends in English that right. are swallowed. Cotton. That doesn't exist. Oh, that's true. Because you, you would you would go cotton. Mm. 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 Inside your mouth, mm. eaten. You don't. That doesn't. But exist. what about? But you have ends that start words, like no. Yeah, yeah, no. It's pushed out. Okay. But there's none that are inside. Really, I, see. I don't think so. I see. Well, I don't know. You're, you're, you're the language uh, professor, not me. So uh, I'll, I'll take your word. No, ça n'existe pas. No. No, no. Okay. So cotton. 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 I was born in land of cotton. <laughs> and I thought, I because must marry Because before I used to say, I was born in the land of cotton. I was born there in the land of cotton, side by each with the land of soybean. <laughs> And tonight, I'm wearing cotton. Well, what, how... I'm it, life really is a rich, tap, it's, it's a rich tapestry in a full circle, isn't it? It's the circle of life. I felt like an old lady when I started doing my <laughs> cotton cotton blanket. No, but that's all like... I don't know if crocheting's trendy, but knitting became all trendy. A, like a hipster. student in my class told me about her crochet... And that gave me an idea. Maybe I should start. No, I spend so much time down here on this couch. 
Yeah. Haven't moved from this couch since I came in at five o'clock. <laughs> well, dinner. we went. I went and had dinner. That's about it. And we cleaned out our uh, big pile of invoices and bills and bank statements and stuff we've been keeping oh. since two thousand and five. Because the the sort of we have a thing on the wall which is like a I don't know what you call it. Like a couple of Caddy, that's a good enough it's like word. A shelf, and it was just full of old bills and bank statements and stuff. And yeah. uh, some we we just went through it. I, I kept maybe fifty things of the literally probably two thousand easily piles of things of paper here. Now some of it's just like you know um, envelopes, for I example. I was getting tired of seeing that big mess of. Things that makes us look uh, we're academics. It makes us look sticking uh, out. I'm amazed it hasn't fallen off the wall. Yeah, well, one of those screws is put into a stud, so it's not going anywhere. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so we're going through this, and it's actually an interesting sort of story of your life because you you look at it and go, My god, our credit card balance was what? We have some, we have some credit cards that had some very high numbers on them that are. Disturbingly high, and it's amazing that we were managed to turn ourselves around, uh, and we didn't have to occupy anything. Uh, <laughs> we just worked, um, and I got raises, and you got raises, and you know, better stuff and all that. But um, it, it's really amazing seeing that because I mean, the difference that over the what's that seven years we've been here? Yeah. Well, almost eight. Two thousand four. We got here in two thousand four. Yeah, so it's like seven and a quarter, so it's almost seven and a half years now. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just looking at some of the things, is really, it's really kind of scary, some of the numbers. Mm-hmm. And then now, I mean, like I, I was saving, the things I was saving were investment statements, because that's something you save, and things from Revenue Canada. And it's nice seeing investment statements now that ha- that look nice, rather than credit card bills that don't look nice. So, uh, okay, a, so... Uh, you know, I have some questions for you. Oh, okay. Wow. You're going to interview me? <laughs> Is this going to be like a 60 minutes thing? Well, you know, we've got to make it count. It's okay. Once, once a year. A, once a year. <laughs> this will pack a year's worth of content into 45 minutes or so. Mm. Fire away. Hit me with um, your best shot. Dun, 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 dun. I read... I thought maybe we could... Considering that we just cleared our... Bills and stuff, and statements yeah. from years and years from, ago. Yeah, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, the economy is a weird thing these days, don't you think? Like, there are so many countries going under, or close oh, yeah. to being under. Mm-hmm. Italy is the next one now that's being. Italy's scary. Feared as collapsing. Yeah. The euro is threatening to collapse as well. Yeah. Um, it looks like the U.S. is not recovering. Not recovering as well as it should, no. Or, it, or, it, or we hope it would, I guess you'd say. There was a lady in my class today that said that, the Ch- that China, Saudi Arabia... And some other countries are getting together to have a monetary unit other than 
the U.S. dollar? Uh, what do you think? China and Russia have, have, this, have done that. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are they going to call their money? It's not, it's not money. It's, it's a unit of international exchange. Like before there was, before the euro, yeah. there was the European currency unit, the ECU. Oh. And it wasn't something that traded among Spaniards and Frenchmen. There was like actual dollar for No, it. but well, it was a way of settling accounts between countries. Okay, so, for, for trading goods? Or, or, or whatever, but it was a way of settling, a, a way that on a great large scale countries would, would, would exchange that money. Okay. Um, so they're setting up, an, I think it's a, it's a resource-based exchange, I think, I, I could be wrong on this, but I, I think it's about oil, because Russia's got a shit ton of oil, right? Uh-huh. Um, and China needs a shit ton of oil, because so, our economy's growing. So basically, typically these things are done in American dollars. Yeah. Um, but this won't be. This will be done in this new currency unit, and I can't. I could look it up actually. Only between them. Well, it's between them, but of course, eventually they would want. I would imagine other countries might adopt using this. Sure. India. If India joins with this, then it's like most of the world's population. Seventy-five percent of the world. Well, population. no, it'd be more like about thirty-five percent, really. Well, There's seven billion people. There's a billion two in China and a billion two in, in, in India. So you're talking about a, a third. It's still a lot of people. It's still a lot, and, you know, and maybe 200 billion in Russia, right? But I think that, you know, the shift away from the American dollar, I think we all thought it would go to the euro. Um, but Europe is a, well, parts of Europe are a fucking basket case. For a number of reasons. Um, Do you think that it's going to affect us some, somehow? Yes, it'll affect all of us. Um, we've, we've Canada, we've been lucky. Haven't seen that much change so far. Like some people have said, yes, you can see the change when you go to Toronto, or but I haven't seen much change here. The gap that I can. Yeah. I mean, the gap between rich and poor in Canada is not like it is in the States. Um, the whole idea of the 99%, 1% thing is not like that in Canada, no matter what those people downtown will tell you. Uh, are there, is there a gap between rich and poor? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. is, it, is it an obscene gap like you see in, in some countries? I don't think so. Um, well, if we, if, we look, if we look at just our, our city... Just here. There, yeah. In every neighborhood, there are some families that are struggling. That there's no doubt about it. I just mentioned how seven years ago we were struggling. Yeah. You might not see <coughs> them. It might not be easy to see them. No. You know? Oh no no. One but of the things we have in Canada a lot of times is nice clean poverty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have we have food banks. Yes. Um, we have like. Uh, Charity for Christmas, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jody the other day was talking about people living in ho- in motels. Oh, and people do, yeah. People in welfare, yeah. They couldn't afford anything else. Yes. In, in this, these cheap motels. Well, the thing is, they've in this, been living there forever. And this town has a really low vacancy rate, mm-hmm. right? And low cost housing is not. I wouldn't say it's non-existent here, but it, there isn't very much. Typical of a smaller city, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got, and when you look at the university growing and the, co- and the community college are growing, there's going to be more people looking for that kind of housing, even yeah. if it's just temporary. 
Excuse me. And they will... so many buildings empty that we could be using for them. Oh, yeah. Um, well, what are you going to do, though? I mean, are you going to take old bars and turn them in, you know, and businesses and no, turn them into... the old hospital. Yeah, what are they going to do with the old hospital? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that a number of times driving by it, because our hospital here was there replaced. We got a nice new hospital. Old schools as well. <coughs> Excuse me, that have closed here. I mean... There are buildings and there's... Oh, yeah. Houses um, that are like yeah. slums that could be changed and yes. renovated. But... What I, what I was going to say is that I think poverty is all around us, but we don't see it on a large scale. Oh, no, this isn't like so, the 1930s, or even like the early 90s, I don't think. I've never felt that there was a recession. Well, we don't, because we're, we're in the I lucky. know that we're kind of living on on the edge of the precipice. That's how it feels. I think, I think that, it's gonna yeah. I think that's true. Things are going to have to be tightened up somehow. Yeah, and I think that's bound to come. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, living the way that the world has. I mean, this isn't Canada's fault. This is the thing that is kind of, this is one of the downsides of globalization, uh, is that something that affects other people also affects us. Mm -hmm. Right? So... This isn't our fault. Our banks didn't collapse. Right. Our, our, there was no housing bubble in Canada. We didn't have subprime mortgages. It doesn't happen here. Mm -hmm. um, God, in Canada, to buy a house, if it's, if it's not your first house, you, you have to put 20% down. Like, that's the law. Yeah. You know, you can't put down 5% anymore. No. Um, if, it's not your, if it's your first home, you can't. Right. Um, because it's getting people into the housing market. But you can't just go start flipping houses like people were, you know, that you can't do that with 20, you, I think it's I think it's 20% now. They will not do 35-year year mortgages anymore. I think the upper limit now is 30 in this country. We oh. regulate it. And I don't even think Stephen Harper and the boys, who I'm not a fan of, would, 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 would play with that. It's mm -hmm. one of the strengths of our economy, our regulated banking system. But the problem is, you know, we got a lot of ties to the states, uh, which we always did, and we have even more now. Mm -hmm. uh, which, when things are good, is awesome. <laughs> you know, but it's when things are bad, and their economy isn't regulated enough at all. You know, so you know anybody can set up a fucking bank in the states. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but not like here. Like I, you and I couldn't set up a bank tomorrow. No. You know, in the states, if we had enough money, we could. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't do that in Canada. So are our banks, yeah, are there only like 15 banks in Canada? Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it'll affect us. I think it will. I mean, our province has a deficit that's, what is it, $22 billion? Is that right? I think that's the number. I will look that up because I don't want to be wrong on that. Yeah. The, um, which is unheard of. Like it's, you know, and then now the, uh, Ontario deficit 2012. Um, the uh, our provincial government has said that we won't have. Um, it was 14 billion for last fiscal, and then down from 19.7 originally projected. But that's the first thing I, I got from Toronto Star, so it's probably okay. Um, 
and you know, this is a province of 10 million people, well, sorry, 13 million people. Um, so, you know, it's pretty big. But the province has said they're not going to touch education or health. But they'll be, that means there's going to be cuts other places. Because you can't just make that money, you know. If, if the economy grew, you could. If the economy just grew and grew and grew, you could keep spending that money because eventually it would catch up. But, uh, which is, you, you kind of have to, I think they're going to have to cut something. I hate to say that because I don't want that happening. But that's how we got ourselves in order in, I think, the early 90s with, with Paul Martin and John Crutcher. You know, so kind of sucks though. You know, it's nice to say that sitting here being one of the, oh, I thought, I'm not the 1%, but I think we're one of the, say, 5%. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so. Yeah. So that was depressing. What's your next question? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Isabel used to love when I do this. So what are we talking about tonight on the show, Isabel? <laughs> so it started every episode? Yeah. Oh, um, I was um, watching um, a report about um, France. Sarkozy wants to make the 11th of November the day for all um, comm commemoration for all soldiers, like a, Remembrance a day? one day, yeah, okay. one day for all. Yeah? Yeah. And? Because they, they used to have different days. Oh, they got a ton of them like they do in the States. Yeah. I think in the States they have at least two. Well, no, they have Memorial Day, right? Yeah, but they also have Veterans Day. Oh. That's the 11th of November, is Veterans Day. Oh. And they have Memorial Day on the last weekend of May. Okay. And they're both just celebrated with sales. Whereas here in Canada, we have a, we have November 11th, which is Remembrance Day, which is a very serious... Is there opposition to this? Or in yeah, France, because... Because um, it'll take away some people's holidays? The is that 11th good? of November <laughs> for the French is the, the day of armistice for the First World War. That's right. But all the veterans of that war... Are, Passed They're all dead, yeah, sure. Passed away. So, um, Sarkozy wants to do it on that day. Seems um, fine by me. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do here. Mm -hmm. We don't have a... I mean, I think, to be honest with you, I think there should be a holiday on uh, May 8th. Yeah? Yeah, it was VE Day. We beat Hitler. We should always remember that. Mm. Um... I'm actually of the opinion there should be a holiday on June 6th, or, a, you know, because of D-Day. I, I really, really do. Because, you know, it was Hitler again. Um, yeah. And that's, those are pretty important dates. And I think we keep November 11th as well. I've, I've got no, you know, traditionally that's the, you know. But I think we really ought to reflect about World War II on its own, mm -hmm. and then all veterans on November 11th. That's what I think we should do here. Yeah, so what do you think of that? Um, I think one day is enough, and uh, you know it should it should be for all all soldiers who have lost their lives. Definitely, even the ones in Afghanistan. Yeah, for sure. Right now, for sure. Um, I'm of two minds about commemorations of 
of war. Like, I think it promotes a kind of romantic notion of the soldier that goes to to die for uh, to protect us, but it doesn't. There's no questioning about how we got there. It seems like everybody seems to automatically accept that we all nations all go to war. And okay, I know, I know that, but why isn't there more about how to how to resolve problems? Why, why do we always default to the fact that well, it's human nature. We'll always have war. You know, I'm not. I don't want to be like the Miss America doing a, a speech on uh, world peace. <laughs> But and such. I think that it would be better towards soldiers and more respectful to try to stop them from going to get killed. Right. You know, like we have our soldiers, we have our army, we have our nuclear weapons, we have this, we have that, but we're not going to use it. We, well, we just want you guys to know, we, if you come, we can defend ourselves, but we're just not going to use it. Because we'll have other means. Why aren't we thinking of other ways Oh, to I think other means are tried, though. I mean, I, 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 there are times when you can't use other means, right? There's times when you can't. Uh, uh, 1939. There's no way you, you can't I negotiate know, with Hitler. I know that. I mean, and that's that's an exceptional case. But look at what just happened in Libya. What are we supposed to do? Sit there and watch people die? I mean, and that's the time where you can't negotiate with a nut. But there are some people yeah. who think that we shouldn't have been there. I know, they're wrong. So. We should have just let all those people in Libya just get all slaughtered no, by Muammar Gaddafi. No, no, I know you don't think that. I'm saying that that's the retort I say to people. Well, why do we let these guys flourish? Why do we allow them from... Convenience. Well, it's indifference, isn't it? No, it's not just indifference. It's just turning a blind eye. That's, but that's on purpose. Turning a blind eye is on purpose. Indifference is I don't care. Turning a blind eye is, yeah, yeah, fine, but, uh, you know... Well, He's giving us intel and al-Qaeda. We have laws, you know, we can't meddle in other people's affairs. Sure we can. We just did. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> with, like a, normally, with a UN resolution. Yeah, normally we don't, no. I mean, it's... But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's too big a, of a, pro, a question or a problem. I mean, people have all good intentions. They go to UN meetings, whatever, and... Look at Harper and wanting to renege the Kyoto Accord. Well, climate change is a whole other thing. I mean, and it's, it's I mean, it, that's just a rejection of science. <clears throat> you know, that's something to me. That that's that. Unlike politics, rejecting that there's climate change is just being stupid, and and and, and this is bullshit. 
you know, you can sit here and talk about economics and talk about uh, the Occupy thing, and mm -hmm. okay, you can talk about War and Peace. Those are those are politics, mm -hmm. and those are political opinions, and they're debatable. Some opinions are, I think, better than others. Like I think mine are right, <laughs> but, you know, because uh, they're mine. I mean, you're bound to think oh. you're right. Mm -hmm. But but things like you don't just deny evolution by natural selection. You don't deny that you know deny that vaccines save lives, and you don't deny that there's climate change because it just is. And if you deny it, you're a fucking idiot. And, or you're doing it, like, I don't think, in all honesty, uh, as little as I think of, of Stephen Harper as a human, I don't, uh, I doubt that he is so stupid as to not believe climate change. In fact, he, they've even talked about climate change. But no, it's... No, he said that uh, he read uh, that wasn't necessarily proven he said that when did he say that i read it in, yeah. in an article okay well then he's see i don't think he actually believes that because i don't think he's stupid i think he's doing that for politics and that makes me want to just fucking puke mm -hmm. when you do that kind of thing for politics it really bothers me when you do it uh that's almost worse than just denying it You know, and that's because there are people that deny it because they're conspiracy theorists. They're the mm -hmm. same people that believe 9-11 was an inside job. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, you know, the Jews and Disney did it together. Did um, no, the Jews were behind it because they're behind all conspiracies. Mm -hmm. And Disney did it because they, they're good at effects. Um, but, no, I'm talking about, you know, but denying climate change that, and that it's caused by humans is just plain stupid. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm not a climate scientist. But I can read what real climate scientists say, yeah. and their consensus says, and I trust their, their judgment. I think it's definitely true, and we're seeing it. Yeah, well, already we're seeing it, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, my next thing was about... Uh, As I open another beer. In, in the States, there are, well, and in Canada, There are often bylaws in cities forbidding clotheslines. <laughs> yeah, I've heard and of these things. Yeah. I read that in the states, dryers, clothes dryers, account for 50% of nuclear power. Well, most of their, most power is nuclear in Canada. Most power is nuclear uh, in Ontario, at least. Um, and in the states, maybe it is too. I don't know, but. As we have our dryer. Our dryer's running right now because we have our meter. It's cheaper past 7, so I run the dryer past 7 o'clock at night. Mm. Mm. We should um, have, like, hang... We should have a system somewhere in this house where we can hang clothes. All over the place. I think we should hang it all over the place, and even on ourselves. I think we should have uh, hats that have uh, hangers hanging you off. You know in that back uh, closet there? You could hang clothes in there. What back closet? This back closet that's got like the Christmas stuff in it. You can't. It's crazy. No? It's crazy talk. We could find something to do though. We have the little hanger dryer rack. No, I hang. I hang like stuff lines. up. Lines. Actual lines. The somewhere. problem with that is that uh, you have to make sure air circulates, or you just end up get stuff gets mildewy, and you have to wash it again. It's not like in the summer where you put you can hang stuff up, and I can hang up five loads of laundry outside on a, a drying so rack. So where could it be? You just sit in the back. Uh, the dryer. In the nook. Could I put it? Lines up there. But I'd, I'd put the dryer rack in there, the drying rack. I'd be happy mm. with that. Yeah. For sure. Then it dries all like. 
it, it, it does. Bunchy. No, you just make sure you lay it out nicely. Well, you never do that. <laughs> you never do that. I just do all the laundry. I'm sorry. I don't do it. <laughs> Fuck. You don't do all my laundry properly. <laughs> you don't cook all my meals properly. <laughs> Culture of entitlement right here. No, I think that... Um, I've heard hey, about everybody's going to think I'm some kind of lazy bum. I'm just sitting there doing my crochet. Why don't you dry my clothes properly? Put up a line over that television. You can use those Xboxes to heat from the Xboxes to dry it off. That impression I was doing of you, and by the way, I have a bubble in my throat right now. That, that impression I was doing of you was impeccable, wasn't it? Um, no, I've heard about these kind of things, that, that there have been uh, bylaws but about like, not putting a line outside. It's ridiculous. It's not a problem. Well, who fucking cares? You say, oh, I don't want to see somebody's underwear. Don't look at it. Don't fucking look at it. You know, the other thing is, I don't want to see, it's like people would say, I don't want to have a windmill near me. Oh, that's Shut ridiculous. Up. I don't want to see solar panels near my yard. You know what? Go to hell. Without those, there's not going to be any more yards and birds and whatever. That's right. But, um... You know that people have, like, this anal retentive way of putting their laundry up on their line? Like, Well, if not, it gets all bunched up and it's be, all wrong. Things have to be... <laughs> Perfectly put, like we've, I've been talking about closed lines with all really? kinds of people. This is yeah. a topic of conversation. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because I'm French, <coughs> you have to find talk about something to talk about in your class. Topics. Yeah. And um, uh, somebody told me that in Newfoundland, I didn't know about that. They have closed line contests. We lived there for six years. I never, I never heard about that. That must be in the smaller towns with and very little. There to do. are like rules as to the colors. You know, like you have to hang, you, you have to go from black to gray to brown to blue, like this, and uh, things have to be impeccable. Like the pants. There are two theories about pants. Oh, do tell. Yes. You either hang from the waist or hang from the pant leg. leg. Okay. And these women, they were talking about how it drives them crazy. How some people hang their pants by the pant leg. Because they said the wind can't get in it. And uh, they may have a point there, actually. It drives them nuts to see that. They drove nuts, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's just bizarre. That is bizarre. You know, I mean, why do people care? I, it's like you, you see bylaws about people not weeding their, their, their lawn. You know what? Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, it's my lawn or my yard. I know. And if I want to grow corn, you're not going to do anything. But if I have some fucking dandelions, you got a problem? You know, that really, really pisses me off. And people's obsession with grass. Yeah. Yeah. The world's ridiculous. It's full of morons. When I become philosopher king, this kind of shit will all be fixed. I'm announcing well, my candidacy you... right now for philosopher king. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I just... The, the level of stupid out there is really... Like, even more than it used to, really getting on my well, nerves. It's, it's not necessarily the level of stupid. It's the level of... 
worrying over things that make people anxious and unhappy, I think, but in if the you, end. But if you're anxious and unhappy because you've got some dandelions, you're a loser. I'm sorry, guess, you're just a loser. I guess this this kind of living just draws you to stay in your house and think about your house and make sure your house is perfect and that's all you do and then you feel alone and alienated and you don't see people as much and and then then you you think about your dandelions more I don't know like it's some vicious circle thing well but, yeah but, but then if your dandelion aren't pulled it's making you feel bad because you haven't done your your job. Yeah, well, there's a social pressure and, there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I know because I do the dandelion pulling. I've got my little thingy, there, my little tool, and I pull the dandelions. Yeah. If I had my way, we just pave, pave the fucking it. thing, or just you know till no, all of it. Pave. No, till it all. You know what? Just let it all. Just just rotate all the like just. Fucking okay, whatever. Do the mi- the the minimum. Oh, I need and it. And, and then throw it on clover. Make, I'm trying to make m- every year some change that brings in a more natural thing that will live every year and you know like right. little by little I'm getting there but anyway, no. we have to build a really good clothesline. I think. So this all comes down so to the fact that you want a clothesline. So apparently, in Marie, yes. you're not allowed a clothesline. You well, can only I see them have, everywhere. You can only have a tree. I see clotheslines. I think I see clotheslines. Yeah, I see them too. I'll tell you, that that if that was ever enforced, I'd just be going right to the to the newspapers, and I, or newspaper, well, I guess there's two, there's two this week, and I'd just start talking about how stupid people are, because that's just asinine. Oh, it's about energy. It's about exactly. saving energy. And it's also, so, it's better for your clothes because they last longer because they don't go through a goddamn dryer. And, yeah. You know, that's just a given. You know, you don't run them through a hot, tumbly thing. But but in the States, they're coming around. That, that was the conclusion. In Maryland, they made a law that you could. And it was fought. People fought for it because they felt... That it would devalue their the house, values, their, yeah. their property, yeah. But well, but know, they have, they have, they're struggling, and families are struggling. So that's a way to save money. Goddamn right it is. You know, I mean, uh, we pay so much less electricity in the summer. Now, part we do have electric heat in this house, but even if I factor that out, because I dry the clothes outside, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time, or you know. 80% of the clothes are dried outside in the summer mm-hmm. and in the spring and the fall. Um, our power bill is way lower. The dryer mm-hmm. is expensive to run. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it, and, and if people have a problem with it, I mean, they should just go to hell. I, I really, it's like people having a problem with people having a garden. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or well, you know, there's, been a, there's a whole movement out there for people to have chickens. Oh yeah. Have your own chickens. So then you got uh, you get uh, like in cities. Yeah. A little chicken coop in your backyard. You get eggs. Yeah. You get the odd chicken now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
and people have been doing this um, mm-hmm. sort of urban micro farming kind of yeah. thing. Now, you got to know what you're doing, and you've got to keep it clean and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, and chicken shit smells. Yeah. So you really have to work at it, but mm-hmm. I, I have no problem with that. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? I'm fine with that, too. People have other things. They have fucking cats, and they get into my garbage, and they have dogs, and they, they let run loose. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about bands of feral chickens running around. That might be kind of cool. You want to have chickens this summer or what? Well, no, because the thing is, in a, in a climate like this, we really couldn't. We'd have to have a heated hen house, and I'm, I'm not running that kind of operation. No? No. And I don't even know if it's legal here. Uh-huh. I think it's legal in Toronto now. Rabbits for sale. <laughs> Chicken eggs for sale. Chicken eggs. <laughs> so you're going to walk up and down the street selling them? Is that the you're gonna... <laughs> Yeah. I'm with my crochet. Well, that and sounds then, like um, a business plan, really. We talked about Amish, the Amish people and the Mennonites. Oh, yeah. Would you be able to live like that, you nope. think? No. Oh, I, I thought in my family, no way. We, we live in a society, and I, I'm not afraid of inventions. So, it's made my life easier, and it's made the world better. I would like to try it. Okay, you go ahead. A couple of weeks, not as a Mennonite, but <laughs> a couple of weeks in in a house with no electricity. See, see what happens. Yeah, you see what see what happens when you have uh, you you have to go out and, and catch all your own food and grow it all. Well, no, not that. I would I would have some food around. What are you gonna cook it with? Wood. Wood, Jerry. Wood. <laughs> like a ski lodge. Um, I lived at my cousin's house. She used to warm her house with wood. Sure, with a lot of people back, back in Newfoundland did that. Yeah. The thing it was, who would get up in the middle of the night to put more wood in the, in the wood stove? Sure. That was the tricky one, because it would get so cold. Yeah. But you can get wood, wood, wood-fired uh, furnaces that actually have thermostats, and they regulate the air, so like the whole thing. There's somebody on uh, Kerr that must have that. Yeah? Yeah, because every time you walk down Kerr... It smells? It smells like wood. It's a nice oh, smell. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, burning wood is not horribly efficient, he no, says, sitting here by a fire. Yeah. And it's actually... All the smoke in the air is not very environmentally friendly. In bigger mm-hmm. cities in the States, you can't have a, a wood fireplace. Yeah. Because of the pollution. Mm. Um, Maybe you'd have, like, some kind of wood pellet that's fine. Yeah. With, like... Waste product or something like that. What do you mean, like poo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm burning shit. Feel how the shit clings to the air, Ricky? Yeah, we should keep this 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 bill. This is actually a mortgage statement. Let's okay. keep that. But yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I, I I I wish the world is better because of technology, not worse. That's my view. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think the world's worse because of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, without technology, would there have been a successful revolution in Egypt? No. You know, right? Uh, without technology, would there have been? You know, now when bad things happen, we know about it immediately. You know, when, when the when the cops go after those people that were 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 in, in New York or in Los Angeles and everywhere else, Oakland, Toronto, wherever and do horrible things, we see it. You can't get away with shit as much anymore. Right? 
Um, you know, so because of that, had, he, had we known about Libya, you know, I don't think we would have known like we did know because people were in Libya using cell phones and communicating. Yeah, well, um, let's hope that <coughs> they'll be fine. I think they will be. You know, I think what people want, uh, you know, people in the Arab world, Muslim world, from what I've seen, and polls, in fact, I've seen, say what they want to be is like Turkey. Yeah. A state mm-hmm. where they have, where everybody's Muslim. Yeah. Uh, but you can be Christian, you can be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, perhaps even Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and there's pluralism and separation of church and state, right? And that's what people actually apparently want in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And the um, principles of the National Transitional Council in Libya say that, that that's what they want. They don't say Turkey, but they talk about a, a pluralistic democracy. Now, they also talk about you know Muslim principles and Sharia law, but I don't think they're talking about Saudi Arabia, you know? Uh, I think they're talking about, like, Turkey, uh, which is the successful um, country in the region uh, that, that, that has Islam as its major religion. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so I think, uh, you know, that, that's, that's my hope. And I mean, that's what we have is, uh, it's, this is because of technology. They, they get to see how we live over here. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get to do that before. They can get fed lies and believe them. Now they get fed lies with their governments, and then they see on Twitter or Facebook or, yeah. or on YouTube, and they see people that are like, just like them. And we also see they're just like us. That's and that's true. the other thing. Remember how 30 years ago, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you see a demonstration in some other part of the world. Yeah. And it would look, the people, you'd look at the people and go, you know, I hope everything works out for them. I know it won't. And you know, those people aren't like us. Mm-hmm. And now when you see people demonstrating yeah. in, uh, in Tahrir Square in, in, in Egypt, mm-hmm. they looked, I remember us, two of us remarking about this, they just looked like us. Yeah. They were just regular the, folks. Everybody's dressed the same. They're dressed, there's the odd person who looks jeans. a little different, but you know, they're, they're, they look like us, well, they, they act like us, they want to be like us. Well. Because we're awesome. I don't know if it's the effect of getting used to it could also be that and it's the young the young people yes especially tend to dress young so yeah they're not in jalabas and no you see you you know hipster kids in in, in skinny jeans wearing fedoras you know it's it's not that different the young people (coughs) are the ones who tend to go in the street and demonstrate at first and then eventually though if you remember in Tahrir it was everybody same thing in, in, in Libya. You, uh, you ended up with doctors and lawyers and, and, and dentists yeah. and university professors mm-hmm. holding AK-47s and not knowing what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so... In Libya, they didn't really look like the rest of the world. They get to a point. I mean, but of course, most of those folks we saw were actually rebel fighters. They were fighting in a war. Nobody, you know, they, they, they look ragtag and dirty and everything. Yeah. But when you would see the average person, You've got courage. Oh, that was yeah. Courage. That was that was some bravery. That was some beyond bravery. words. They just they had no other choice. Y- yeah. Well, you know, I like to think uh, I don't know what the hell I'd do. 
you know. I don't think I'd have the same courage. I don't think so. Like tomorrow. I'd be expecting other people to step in. And help. Yeah. Well, that's that's the fear that you might think that. Eh? Because I mean, I I thought about this. I remember when when there was the coup in the in the Soviet Union in nineteen ninety one in August, and people went out and became and, and they stood in front of the tanks mm-hmm. uh, with with Boris Yeltsin and everything. And and I I remember thinking, would I do that? And I remember thinking, well, you know what? If tomorrow they overthrew Brian Mulroney, who I never voted for and was not a fan of. I would be out there demonstrating, trying. I hope, trying to bring him back into power. Mm-hmm. Literally tomorrow, if the, the the army overthrew Stephen Harper, I'd be out demonstrating to put Stephen Harper back in office. Mm-hmm. And I am no Stephen Harper fan, <laughs> you know. Um, I like to think I'd do that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, after forty-two years in Libya, the people just had enough. Is all. Right. You know, they'd had enough. And the amazing thing was the Arab League got to, actually did something and got together and had a resol- and asked for the UN to a do something. A very shy one. Well, they thought it was shy. They obviously Qatar and the United Emirates. Yeah, they, I they, think they, that was it. In the no-fly zone, they're the only two Arab countries that participated. That's right. But, um, I was told that in Morocco they were there too, but secretly. That may be true, though. They didn't want to say it because of Algeria. Yeah, and Algeria, of course, is where Gaddafi's fucking bitch daughter lives, who wants, who's now calling for the overthrow of the National Transitional Council. Well, baby, you had your chance. I'll never go back to Algeria because of that. Well, I wouldn't go back to Algeria. I wouldn't have gone no. in the first place. But that's just me. Um, well, no, it's a, it's a fucking police state. It's important to know the world, David. It's not important to go ahead and hang out in police states. <laughs> That's, well, you, you, there's much more Ben Wiedemann and Nick Robertson in you than there is in me. <laughs> Let's say that. Very nicely. And yes. Oh, yeah. I was not afraid in Algeria. It's because you knew the following words in Arabic. I'm a I Canadian citizen. I won't demand to I was speak to my. Was when I was in Morocco last May. Yeah. And Osama bin Laden. When they got bin Laden. Killed. Yeah. And that night, I had tightness in my chest all night. Yes. The same tightness I had before leaving go, to go to Morocco. Oh, huh. my God. Those times were just so... But you got to see that. You got to go there. You got... Otherwise... I got Twitter. I can just follow on Twitter. Otherwise, you just <laughs> let... I don't know... No, People I'm, I'm, need to see you, and you need to see them. Like you're saying on the computer that's happened, but it also has to happen in person. I mean, even in our own families, with our own friends, with our own colleagues, sure. we avoid them because we don't want to. We we got differences in opinion and. We have that every day where we just, like, the conversation, the dialogue stops right there. It's never, you're never going to talk to this person again. There's people that, that I know like that, yeah. It's because they're fucking assholes. There are people that I disagree with that I talk to all the time. 
so nations that's that happens to nations agreed and yeah. sure it's important to keep keep uh, trying to you know it might be a drop in the ocean yeah but you've done your you've done something I think it's important to try yeah I mean I, I'm not believe me what you do I think you, what you do is noble and interesting and I, I couldn't do it don't uh, misunderstand it's me. not for nobility like, no, no I know you're not doing it to be noble, noble. I know you're not doing it's it for that because I'm curious I just yeah. well, I got, I got Wikipedia. I got the Twitter. I gotta go. I gotta go and live it. You gotta go right here. We only have one time. We're these little <laughs> fragile flames, little neurons that last for the twink of a moment. There's a title of our episode in that sentence somewhere. I think. No, you're right. I. I and the world is so interesting and beautiful, and then. The rest of our lives are going to be slowly slowing down and not being able to walk and see and hear. Christ, you're depressing sometimes. I know! <laughs> but I know all this. Like, every day of my life, I think about this. Really? I think about my end all the time. Like you should I'm, stop that. I know. That's ridiculous. I know. Yeah, you're going to live forever. I wouldn't worry about it. You really have to stop worrying about stuff like that. I'm not worried about it. It's just something that drives me to know things. Okay. And to get... Okay. To, to do my crochet. It's very Steve Jobs of you. Is that the eye blanket you're making? There's just so much... So much I should... I should have continued doing. Like guitar and... I used to do a lot of shit and just now I sit on this couch and I crochet <laughs> <laughs> because I've got no more energy because <laughs> I've taught French all day and now and this is the part of the show English Canadians who <laughs> ne comprend pas this is the part of the show I like to call Isabel's existential angst <laughs> if, if the show was to continue I'd develop a little theme song for this bit Isabel's existential <laughs> angst. <laughs> See, this is why we should keep get back to doing the show because of this. We can have little bits. Um. <laughs> do I walk around, you know, like moping and just wearing black all day and saying, "Well, the end of the world is coming" and stuff like that? What answer would you We're like? Just <laughs> 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 We're just discussing. <laughs> no, you said I think about my end every day. I mean, that's a pretty that's intense true. thing to say. But it's true. I believe you. Why would you lie? But that's a pretty intense thing to say. I don't want to be... I don't want to die. I, I worked. Did you work in a hospital? No, you didn't. I've I been to a hospital. A, I worked <laughs> in a hospital Yeah. with continuous care. Yep. And I saw people the way they end. Yeah. It's not cool at all. It's, in fact, it's the anti-cool. It's, it's the... Yeah. It's... Those poor people are just... Oh, sure, yeah. It's sad. In the hospital. Yeah. That's their last time. And they're in the hospital playing bingo. 
it doesn't mean you have to be like that. Where does it say it's inevitable? Where in the Bible does it say that it's inevitable? Wait a second. Anybody catch that little joke? Where, do, where does it say that it's inevitable that, 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 that you will end up in a long-term care facility playing bingo? What else is going to be happening to me? What else can there be? <laughs> what else can there I'm be? be? That's I'm the only choice. To of... Tibet? Okay, so the choices in life are between being a, a Tibetan monk, monk or a wonk. I think, it's like, I think they technically are called. I think they're called wonks. Uh, so you can either be a Tibetan wonk or you can do be in a long-term care facility playing bingo. <laughs> so these are your two possibilities. Well, you know, you really ought to. What else? I could become a what? Like a what? I don't know. What's what are those called? I don't know. A philanthropist. A philanthropist, like 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 Bill Gates. Yeah. Okay, go make you a know. couple of billion dollars, and you can do that. Well, like women of charity, going to charity event, from one charity event to another. Just do what makes organizing you... teas. <laughs> Maybe you like that. You did that last weekend. You had a yes, tea. I love that tea. Yes, there you that go. Was See, great. I had a tea event. At Tibet. At Tibet. I was a wonk. So you could be a wonk in Tibet or have a Tibet with Tibet with a Tibet in the wonk. Yes. For as long as I live, I will be serving tea as a wonk. I don't even know. Oh, Isabel, you're insane. I think about my end every day. You shouldn't. You should stop worrying about your end. Well, if you think, if you don't think about it, you're just being, um, taking your life for granted, and well, you're not. No, I don't think that's true. Caring I, it about is, it. It is inevitable. You're just. It is inevitable that we will die. Walking around in some kind of stupid, this that just like a moron. It's inevitable that we will die, right? Yes. So why worry about it? Well, why not have fun the now? The, what we do today will affect tomorrow. Yeah. So why worry about dying? I mean, I'm not saying go out and live recklessly, you know, but why worry about it? I don't want to make enemies. I want to make friends. I don't want to make enemies. Seems like I'm You're getting working some. Working so hard. Yeah, that's true. And then you come home, and all you want to do, do is crochet, crochet. <laughs> or become a wonk. <laughs> See, this is why we should keep doing the show. I keep saying, I said this last year. We should keep doing the show. Yeah, so you can make fun <clears throat> of my of your existential ideas. of your existential angst. I'm not calling it that because <laughs> I'm not anxious. Oh, okay. I'm not anxious about it. Well, that's good, I guess. It just makes me constantly think about what's the next thing I'm going to do. Well, that's different. Okay. To avoid be being a woman playing bingo. So if that that's it's what's a long time. It's a long process. You have to like right now. I'm in the phase of establishing myself. You had like. You you have permanence. Tenured. I am a tenured You're professor. You're all set up. I am a tenured professor. 
you know, all you have to worry about is the odd committee people being against whatever you're doing and yeah, the, the odd so sociologist that bugs you. <laughs> Actually, the sociologists haven't bugged me that but much at all this year. I haven't, uh, that's not I mean, what no, I heard today. No, no, that wasn't, that wasn't them. Oh, Just right. Oh, leave okay. that where it is. That's not who it was. Uh-huh. But no, I, I actually haven't any problems with sociologists at all this year. Mm. Yeah. And on a personal level, I typically don't. So. Mm. It's more of an academic thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I understand what you're saying in a way. I mean, You I, have to go out more and be with friends too more because you... We're not alone on this earth, and we're, we're, no, we don't we're not have alone. family living nearby. And I've got sixty people on my need, Xbox Live friends list. I'm not alone. We're gonna need friends, good friends, to help us when we're gonna be older. <laughs> we're playing bingo. <laughs> yeah. I'm really hoping when I'm playing bingo that uh, an old that uh, well Scarborough dude will be dead, but maybe his kid. And uh, let's see who else would be there. I'm thinking Ken Herndon will still be around because he's younger than me. You know? Yeah. Uh, so Ken's younger, so I think he, he'll be around. Uh, Robin will have drank himself to death, I think, by then. Um, Robin looks good. <laughs> he does, actually. I saw, saw him yesterday. Yeah. His uh, time away was good for him. He said, I guess he was in Africa. He had a conference. Oh, he went? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And apparently he got a touch of dysentery. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. He said now he knows oh, what it's John's like to be up. to be on the Army of the Potomac. Yeah. I'm coming, son. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk. You're not going to do a monologue? No, I don't like these monologues. You're listening to my silence. And the sounds of my crochet. I read a play last May called Essence by Wash Dimuahad, in which the main character stops talking. And for years she stops talking. And uh, the uh, hospital nurse, the nurse, the male nurse, taking care of her, taped, taped her silence in case she, she talked, because he thought she must have been talking sometimes, so he would tape her, and she never said a word actually, but he gave the tapes to her children, and at the end of the play, the two children listen to the silence of their mother. So you heard a little bit of my silence, but in actual fact, I talked the whole time. So there you go, and now David's back, so that's good. Yes, you will. In it, within a year, there's been quite a, you know, Jonathan's a year older, so it's, it's a little bit easier. Uh, those of you interested in an update on John, uh, you all know if you listen to that John uh, is autistic. I thought I heard him, that's why I paused there. Um, he's doing really well in school, everything's cool. He had a science test last week on energy. He was talking about potential energy and kinetic energy all day. So he's doing well. Uh, Maddie's doing well, Maddie's in school. 
at the university, first year, uh, or as you would say in the States, a freshman. Uh, and she's doing a BSc in psychology. And uh, now both of us are teaching friends of hers, which is kind of interesting and neat. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, I got no issue with it. I mean, the thing is, I'll likely be teaching her next year, so that'll be uh, a bit different. But uh, people do it. I know people do it. I know at work, uh, Deb Woodman, I think, teaches her daughter. I think. Uh, Harvey Briggs has taught his son. Uh, who else? Uh, Cheryl, I don't think, has taught her son. Her son goes to the school. Uh, so there's, there's faculty members with kids at the school. So It happens, and people deal with it in various ways. So... But yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Isabel? You want to wrap it up? Or? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. That's I'm, it? I'm that's it for the year? thinking of... <laughs> of things for the next to, episode? I'm thinking of going to PAB this year because... Ah. To see the friends. Very nice. See the people. Um... I still think that it's male-dominated, which everybody's telling me I'm wrong, but... Well, there's more men there than women. There's no doubt about that. That's my... one of my... I, I have many issues, but this is mainly my my biggest one, but... I like, I like a lot of people that go there, and I thought... I thought the talks from the last uh, have were good. And you should give a talk. No, then. Oh no. You should give a talk. No, no. Yeah. No, I'm not. What's What's it like to live with minor internet celebrity <laughs> Dave Broadback? See, it would all be about me. <clears throat> there's um. <laughs> there's the next weekend. There's uh, that conference that I sent. That I did. You see the message I sent you? What about, message? About the. I know it's teaching and learning. You don't like that. What message? I sent you a message when? on the, the web mail. The work mail. Really? When? Yeah. You didn't see it. I don't think I did. I must have missed it. I forwarded... Well... No, I'm looking. It's a conference about new ways of teaching and education and stuff like that. And I thought you should... It's like the open classroom, like how to change education. Oh yeah, I've seen those things. And I yeah. think, I think you could because you you can present in English and French. I think you should give a talk about podcasting and how how it's uh, affected your education, like the way you deliver yeah, courses. Yeah. No, where's that? <clears throat> in Montreal. Oh yeah, hmm, yeah. maybe. You didn't see my email at all. I didn't get it. I'm, I've got a search here on from Isabel. I, I did get the email. I forwarded it to you. I didn't get the email. I've got all my. This is searching every single folder I have, including my trash. I didn't get the email. I I I checked that it was sent. I don't. I, I don't doubt you. it was sent. <laughs> how how could could you not have gotten it? Our our email. Did you send it to my work email address? Well. Anyway, this shouldn't be like in a podcast with people listening, you know. <laughs> it's not very interesting. Oh, I, Boy, think... I didn't send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, anyway. All so, right, so we should wrap it up. Bye, everybody. Uh, feel, please comment on the website. Hopefully, I'll get this posted there. If not, it'll be at davebroadback.com. Uh, either way, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And hopefully, we'll see you. Maybe we'll see you before next year. So, Isabel will have, you know, more adventurous things about being a wonk or making crochet while doing bingo in Tibet, which I think is our title. Thanks.